0: Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports.
1: Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on
2: the Voice of America.
1: Voice of America.
0: Hello, sports fans. This is the Voice of America's Douglas Impuga sitting in for Sunny Young. Thanks for tuning in this evening and welcome to another edition of the sunny side of sports. Starting with football, let's check in on the chances of the teams in Group D of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying games. Seven-time African champions, the Pharaos of Egypt, are in Group D with Guinea, Malawi, and Ethiopia. The first round of the qualifying games will be played on May 30th. Two teams will qualify from the group. The final of the 34th edition of Africa Cup of Nations tournament will take place in Côte d'Ivoire in June of 2023. Fisayo Dairo is the chief political writer at aclsports.com. Dairo tells reporter Mike Mbonye the pharaohs of Egypt and Guinea are the favourites to qualify from Group D. Group D is a very interesting
3: group, I must say, and of course we have uh, lots of interesting groups in this qualifying series ahead of us. And this is made so because quite a number of countries over the years have continually fancied their chances of uh, being among Africa's elites at um, the major tournaments. So. For a group having perennial champions, the Pharaohs of Egypt, the silly National of Guinea, the Flames of Malawi, and the um, Ethiopian national team, you want to believe it's a very enticing group. You know, Egypt narrowly lost the final earlier this year in Cameroon against Senegal on penalties. The Guineans have some interesting football talents as well. and. They have not really done as much as they did sometimes in 2012, um, so uh, they will be hoping this is an an opportunity for them to really do some good things. For Malawi, they had a amazing run at the Afcon in Cameroon earlier this year. They were one of the surprise packages, and will be hoping to leverage on that performance going into this particular race. And for Ethiopia, there are some interesting talents also coming up. For the wild year of Ethiopia and we wait to see how these combine to give us a very tantalizing group. Some football analysts will give the Pharaohs of Egypt
0: an easy ride in Group V. What's your take on this group?
3: One can forgive anyone that predicts that the Pharaohs of Egypt will have an easy ride in Group D because come on we are talking about the most successful team in Africa Cup of Nations history. We're talking about the team that boasts of some of the best talents in African football at the moment. And of course, the team that just uh, managed to get to the final of the very last edition in Cameroon. So definitely on paper, it looks as though the Egyptians um, will be the team to beat in that group. Yes, they just changed managers after the exit of... Portuguese Carlos Queiroz after the Africa Cup of Nations, Eib Galal, the former Pyramids coach, will be in charge of the Pharaohs for the qualifying series at least. And yes, I do think that um, they are the favourites in this group. Yes, Guinea always solid, always. Um, very physical and Malawi, both teams were in the same group at the last Afcon, come and are becoming toe to toe once again, so you expect them to prove some sort of resistance to the Egyptians' intentions, but in the end you expect Egypt to at least have one or two one of the two belts in this group for the competition., Fisario, in your opinion,
0: which of that team will make it from Group V with the favorite of Egypt?
3: To be very frank, it is very difficult for me to look beyond the silly stars of Guinea. Yes, the Flames of Malawi did make lots of Malawians proud at the last Africa Cup of Nations before they exited at the round of 16th stage, same stage that Guinea were eliminated. But I do think that the experience that the Guineans have might just count for something in this particular race to qualifying for the AFCON in Côte d'Ivoire next summer. So I think Guinea will pick the second ticket in that Group D for me. Malawi, yes, they will um, hope to build on what they achieved, what made the whole nation proud in Cameroon and advancing from the group stage for the first time ever. Ethiopia also... Um, they be hoping that um, they have a much more better participation than they did at last AFCON. But in the end, I still think the Guineans will be the second team to join Egypt at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cote d'Ivoire
0: next year. That was Fizayo Dairo, the chief political writer at SELsports.com. He spoke with reporter Mike Mboni on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. The draw for the Africa Cup of Nations 2023 has other exciting debuts, one of them being in East Africa, where rivals U- Uganda and Tanzania were drawn together again. They will face off in Group F alongside Algeria and Niger. Another East African competition will have Kenya playing Burundi in Group C. Some sports analysts say there is a big chance some members for Eastern Central African Football Association, or SECAFA. We'll make it to the finals. Reporter Mugume Davis Ruakarinji has more from Kampala, Uganda. Sporty Wednesday greetings, Mugume.
2: Sporty Wednesday greetings to two Douglas and our listeners. Eight Sekafa members, Burundi, Kenya, Ethiopia, Rwanda, Tanzania, Sudan, South Sudan, and Uganda. Will each play six group games from May 30th this year to March 28th next year with hopes of making it to the 2023 finals that will be staged in Côte d'Ivoire. The draws Peter the Uganda Cranes will play Tanzania FIFA Stars in one of the East African derbies in Group F alongside Algeria and Niger. Milutin Srodovich Micho, the Uganda Cranes head coach, says it will be an easy task. But he says he believes. Uganda, having not missed at the Cameroon edition, will make it this time around.
3: I personally believe that it's a very competitive group. However, we need to approach, uh, same like we are having six Africa Cup of Nations finals, uh, only with that approach that every match as it comes is in uh, the deepest attention details, uh, taking care about the things of the field and on the field we shall succeed to garner enough points uh, to take us back to Africa Cup of Nations.
2: Nasirin Chimbi, a Tanzanian sports reporter, says his country has a chance to finish in the top two
4: after Kenya, among these two nations, qualified for the Afcon tournament in 2019. But now in Group F, Uganda and Tanzania, who are slotted with Niger, and Group favourites Algeria, We have more work to do so as to qualify for the tournament due to the quality that Algeria possess, unlike these other countries that have few players playing their trade in Europe, who have to rely mostly on local footballers. Julius Juma,
2: a sports journalist in Kenya, says the Harambe Stars, in a group that has Cameroon's indomitable Lions, rivals Burundi and Sokaminos Namibia, got an easiest draw. He calls it a piece of meat for the Kenyans to diva.
4: Kenya currently ranks one of four in the world, let us for rankings. Namibia uh, is 110 and Burundi is 140. As things look on paper and probably uh, on the field, Kenya should be should qualify from Group C as uh, the second-best team and book a ticket to the Afghan finals. Kenya will
2: have to first put her house in order after facing a ban due to administrative wrangles. Leo Fuganeza, a Burundian journalist, admits it will be a tough group for his countrymen to sail through to the Afghan finals.
3: Uh, Cameroon is far better than uh, those other countries, so it may be qualified uh, whatever happens, but... Uh, the second place, I don't see exactly the, the team that will uh, reach it, but the fight will be very, very tough uh, between Burundi, Kenya, and Namibia. But I don't see Namibia taking that place, but um, Burundi and Kenya, uh, one of the two countries, should maybe uh, be second.
2: Gakuba Felix Romario, a sports analyst in Kigari, Rwanda, says for now, they are Placed alongside African champions Senegal, Benin, and Mozambique in Group L, should use the qualifiers to build the team for future competitions.
5: So, in my opinion, Rwanda should actually uh, prepare for the long-term future. First of all, the, you know, the development policy from the youth levels to the national team should be well organized. That's the, the thing. So, to me, I really doubt that. Um, Rwanda can really make it. If, if they are to make it, they need to win all the three games at home and at least have uh, three more away, which I really doubt they have the capacity to do so.
2: Africa's newest country, South Sudan, will be looking for a debut at Africa's biggest soccer stage after ageing fellow Sakafa member Djibouti in the Premier Round. June Flexi Altoon, a sports analyst in South Sudan, says the bright stars could be a surprise package in the qualifiers. Uh, with
5: the, the latest performance, South Sudan playing against Djibouti, it was 6-2 on aggregate. That is in the preliminaries. So that can really tell you that South Sudan have greatly improved in their performance. So I'm not surprised to see them qualifying to play in the AFCON. It's going to be a very big test that is uh, for the new manager,
2: Kusen, to see that uh, they can beat two teams to go to the next round. But we expect something. Darlene <laughs> an african sports atheist and analyst says all the sakafa members will have to up their preparations for a slight chance to qualify i think it is tough work for the cranes to do in that group then when you look at the other uh sakafa countries like kenya who are also in port b with uganda they're already struggling with the uh, a ban at the moment and that will really be tough for them to make it out of the group that has cameroon uh, you look at other countries like Ethiopia... ...who are ranked fourth in the group where there is Egypt... ...and you don't see them standing any, any big chance. So I think it's some tough work for the uh, Sakafa countries to do. In Group D, Ethiopia will have to buy it out... ...against Mohammed Salah's Egypt, Guinea and Malawi... ...while another Sakafa member, Sudan, will play... ...the other Congo, Gabon and Maltania. For the sunny side of sports, I Mugume... Davis, Kampala, Uganda.
0: The Adizero Road Records event this Saturday at the Adidas Company headquarters includes a half marathon and 10 and 5 kilometer races. The races in Germany will be live streamed via the Adidas running YouTube channel. World class athletes including Abel Kichumba, Sembere Teferi, Ronex Kipruto and Kalkidan Gezhen are expected to compete. In honor of Agnes Tirop, who set the 10-kilometer world record at last year's event, the women's 10-kilometer will be renamed the Agnes Jebet Tirop 10-kilometer. The Kenyan champion was stabbed to death last October, and her husband has been charged with her murder. In addition, Adidas will continue supporting the Tirop Angels Trust, the company will donate 150,000 US dollars over the next four years as well as give its products each year to help the charity's mission of preventing violence against women and girls. And Kenya Port Authority, KPA, are the Kenya's men's national basketball league champions after beating the military's Wilinzi Warriors. 80-61 in the final game of their best of five final series at Nairobi's Nyayo Gymnasium. Reporter Prince Nesta spoke with the Lions Warriors forward Victor Bosire, who reacted to his side's loss in the championship finals.
1: What could have gone wrong, Bosire?
4: Nothing really. I think just the better team won. They were the better team uh, this time round, and uh, they managed to clip us. Uh, that's just it. We took the first game. Uh, I think we after we, we won the first game without uh, three of our key players uh, who couldn't travel some. Uh, one, because he was, um, was ejected the previous series, so he couldn't play the first game. But two, because of work, so they couldn't travel on time to Mombasa. So after winning the first game without them, a lot of people maybe thought that uh, having them back in the second game will have a, a, a better performance. But that wasn't the case. So we found ourselves down 2-1. And I think from there, because we lost the second game in Mombasa, uh, we, we, which was 1-1, that was a better score. But after losing the third game, we went down 2-1. Uh, we had a mountain to climb. And I think we used a lot of energy to win game uh, game four to tie the series. That is why they clipped us in the last game. But generally, I think uh, KPA prepared better than us for the finals Uh, because there was up, 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 and down um, uh, in the Cape. There was a a case that was there against uh, the Federation uh, and some other stuff that delayed the finals. Plus also, Ulinzi had their own military games going on, uh, inter-brigade games, so they couldn't start on time. KPR had been in camp for like two months, so I think they were just the better prepared team. For us guys, it was a little bit tricky, having the military guys having their uh, games going on, And some of us who are not working in Nairobi now, trying to create time and uh, being with them in practice was a little bit tough. Not creating excuses, though, uh, because I think they were just the better team in the series.
1: Was it a well-attended match? How was the mood
4: like? I think most people were happy. You know, sometimes you win. You win so much that guys uh, become bored of you guys winning. Uh, so the the beautiful thing is that the team that won has young and exciting players. Uh, as much as we, uh, KPA has veterans, it also has a few young players on board. Yeah, who who are playing quality minutes. Their leader still uh, stays Odendo, uh, who was in Ilusi before. But uh, the fact that they have young and exciting players is a good thing for Kenyan basketball and also it's a good thing for uh, the young fellas who who think that it's not their time and are not putting in work. So I think the mood was very okay. First of all, a lot of people were very excited that at least there's a a next generation coming in, in terms of uh, just trying to take the mantle, which is good in terms of uh, competition. It's also good for our sport. I I would say it was a good attended match. Not that good compared to the other finals that I've played in. Uh, but it wasn't bad coming out of COVID and now this transition to now getting because it was just a few months ago that we were playing in empty gym.
1: How do you feel right now after losing, you know, that uh, big game since, um you know, you're used to dominating and finally you've lost? Uh, how are you feeling right now, you know, psychologically?
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I'm up. Nothing, really. I think I I took it positively because I think every time you lose, it is a reason to come back better. So I took it as a learning experience, Uh, even personally, because I had a very good game one and game two. Then the series in Nairobi, I didn't play as expected by my teammates. So even individually, I took it personally. And um, it's just more reason to go work. I've won the league four years in a row, three years with KPA actually. And then now the last one with Olinzi. Now coming to lose uh, this one, I think the last time I lost in the finals was when I was in USIU against Cobank. But that motivated me to come back now stronger with KP and win the clip. So this is a very good motivation for me because I think maybe Copleston was starting to kick in uh, in terms of now winning it for a longer period of time. I think I'll come back better next season as a person and as a team.
1: What are some of the plans that you're going to come up with so that next year you can take back the championship? Uh, just
4: prepare better. Uh, that's all. Just prepare better because I think we had a lot of hiccups in preparation for the for the finals. We only had a, a, a week to practice because of those haltings uh, and the cases. And now uh, the worst part was that Lindsay's uh, main gym, which we always practice in. Underwent renovations for almost a month, so we didn't even have a place to practice. Uh, plus, uh, they had, as I say, they had their own military games going on. There were just a little ups and downs that uh, couldn't organize ourselves in time for practice. Just uh, be better in terms of preparation, and I think also inject new blood in terms of uh, more firepower, because I think. Uh, I, I actually personally play for Ulinzi because it gives the younger people an opportunity to get employed every year because every year we, we win or like this year we've lost, but I'm sure at the end of this season, like three kids will get uh, like will get employed. Uh, that's my joy.
1: And so for you, now that the younger players are coming in, are you thinking of still staying with Ulinzi or are you thinking of maybe pursuing other greener pastures? Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't say a
4: Greener past just past to Lindsay in Kenya Uh, because even without us, they had dominated the local basketball league for a while. But I would say maybe I'm looking out maybe for a new challenge. As I said, now I've been challenged, winning four years in a row, now coming to lose my fifth year. I've been challenged and I think it will be also, winning with Lindsay doesn't really prove anything because we've done it before, you know? So I haven't really made that decision, but it's something I'm thinking about. For now, I'm just concentrating with work and taking the much-deserved rest as I wait for the next season.
0: That was forward Victor Bosiri with the Kenyan military basketball team, Woolins Warriors. He spoke with Prince Nesta from Nairobi about his team's loss in the Kenyan basketball championship finals while providing a glimpse of his own basketball future. Prince Nesta also caught up with the Dekia Otieno who is the founder of Bikapu Elite Basketball Camp, a Kenyan academy that seeks to develop Kenya's talent by providing them with basketball and life skills through camps. He shared his thoughts on the Kenyan championship finals and the state of basketball in the East African nation. Explain to me, first of all,
1: um, Ulinzi and KPA's journey to the Kenya Basketball League finals.
5: I think uh, over the years, these two teams have dominated uh, basketball uh, in the Kenya Premier League. So they've always been switching the batons. So this is a rivalry that has been there for a while. If you remember last year, it was Ulinzi uh, who won the league and they represented Kenya in the Basketball Africa League, which was not that success. But uh, again, KPA this year have come back strong to defend their title because remember also Ulinzi uh took the title uh from kpa so both teams had very very tricky semifinals uh with uh kpa having a very very controversial semifinal against kpa uh these made sure that there was a board meeting that made the finals not being played last year so it was pushed to, play- to be played this year so that also took long but it was a very very good series remember uh, equity, uh, taking the lead in that going to Mombasa with a very, very big advantage, but KPA overturning, uh, the lead in Mombasa and, uh, setting up a very, very good final, uh, with, uh, with the Lindsay. So it was a very, very interesting game. Remember it was one, one down, uh, at the coast, uh, with Ulinzi winning game one, then KPA coming to win, uh, game two, then come to Nairobi, KPA winning game three, Ulinzi coming back to win game four then Finally, game five yesterday, and uh, KPA being crowned champions.
1: You watched the match, you were in the gymnasium. How was the mood like?
5: It was very, very electric. I uh, remember this is a derby uh, that guys have been treated for, uh, with for a very, very long time, even when the series between KPA and uh, equity. Uh, it is normally a very, very electrifying atmosphere at the Makande Gym in Mombasa. So, I think the people in Nairobi. Uh, because Nairobi is the heart and hub of basketball, so they wanted like to retaliate uh, the favor, and uh, the gym was fully packed uh, for the three uh, days when the series was on. And I, the break that KP had, I think they took advantage of it. They went straight into camp, and they went camp for like three weeks. And uh, I think it paid off uh, because they were training at a very very low altitude area. Um, that is Mombasa. They're doing a lot of activities uh, on the beach and stuff in terms of their fitness and endurance. And I think that is what uh, gave them the advantage uh, against uh, Ulinzi. And also KPA having a very, very young squad, more so in their their front line, whereby we had Lennox, we had Ken Washira, and also we had uh, Tobias. So I think uh, Bosire, Mutoro, they could not match up the young guys and also the MVP, Ken Oshira. I think uh, these are player that I've worked with before. I'm the one who worked with him in terms of his development as he was growing up, and for a very long time, he has always got a lot of criticism about the nature of his game and how he's playing, how erratic he is. But now, eventually, it's paying off. I think he has come of age, he has matured. He knows how to use his weapon because he's a very, very excellent three-point shooter and I think it has paid off for for KPA. And I believe if they're able to keep the three uh, players, uh, because these are players that are in their early 20s, they should be able to contend uh, for the league even this coming year. So I think uh, the gym was was fire uh, for the three days, and that is the atmosphere we expect to have even when the league resumes.
1: Apart from the eight differences, for instance, um, what could have gone wrong for Lindsay in that particular match?
5: I think uh, tactically, Lindsay were poor. And uh, this is something that uh, I'll say that most teams lack because you don't see philosophies, you don't see cultures in teams. Teams go for offense, you don't see a system of play or a sense in directions in terms of how the ball needs to move who takes the last shot, who does what on offense. So it was a bit chaotic for them. And also, I think uh, they're short in terms of their technical bench, in terms of, like, a coach that can, like, uh, demand. Because uh, the difference is between the two teams. uh, Lindsay relied on the experience so much. And remember that wrangles between uh, Kaemba, between James, uh, even Ansett or Fuller. These are players that were not included in their squad that played for the Basketball Africa League. But now because uh, they had issues, but now they're being brought in at the last minute to play the final. And I think uh, they're not gelled or the chemistry they had at the start of the season was not there. So it was a bit chaotic for them. And I think the advantage KPA had is... They went into camp uh, during that break.
1: You just alluded to the fact that, you know, the atmosphere basically is very electric. Um, do you feel like basketball is growing in Kenya?
5: It depends on how you look at it when you say basketball is developing. Because uh, when you look at development programs, you have a lot of them mushrooming across the country, which is a good thing. But uh, they need to be structured in a way by, in terms of scouting, in terms of recruitment, there has to be a plan for them. And then the elite players, are put in a national program, then once they're put in a national program, and then there are programs that uh, will expose them uh, or give them, uh, like, camps, tournaments, both locally and internationally. And that is where, like, uh, countries like Senegal, Tunisia, Morocco, uh, Nigeria are beating us because they have a program. And in terms of how the players are developed and exposed, when you look at it in terms of the league, uh, we still have a long way to go because basketball needs uh, commercialization something that we're not doing because not majority of players are not earning from basketball basketball is still a part time thing so that aspect uh, needs to change and uh, we need to recruit players even from abroad just to ensure that the standards of the game go high and high because if you look at now the introduction of uh, basketball africa league if you look at the some of the teams that have like dominated uh, continental basketball if you look at the type of players they are trying to recruit, they're bringing in. There are players that have a lot of experience, a lot of exposure, um, not only in Europe or in the NBA, in the G League, uh, leagues across uh, across Europe. So we have a lot to do uh, because you can't only rely on local talent to step up the level of the game. They also need to be a lot of marketing in terms of the league, consistency in terms of the fixtures. Because all this is what uh, will lead up to the commercialization uh, of the sport. We still have a long way. But uh, also something that is helping is we have also a lot of mushrooming leagues that are also on, which are also giving a chance to very, very young, talented players to expose their talent. Because in the mainstream league, we cannot have all players playing there. So it has always been difficult to identify talent. But you see you have a, uh, a league in Kawasukari, you have a league in Kayole. We have a league in Karen, we have a league in Kisum, we have a league in Mombasa. So there's quite a lot of, of leagues, so it's easy to scout and just draw the best talent that
0: can be put in the mainstream uh, league. That was Zedekio Tieno, who is the founder of the Kapu Elite Basketball Camp, which seeks to empower Kenyan talent. He spoke with Prince Nesta from Nairobi, Kenya, about the state of basketball in the East African nation. The Ukrainian soccer season has officially been called off because of the Russian invasion creating a path for the teams Shakhtar Donetsk and Dynamo Kiev to be entered in next season's Champions League. The league said after a video conference with clubs Tuesday that the standings as of February 24th when the Russian invasion began and games were suspended will be declared final because the championship cannot be played to completion. Shakhtar was the leader at the time, but the league said no official award of a title would be made. The standings could decide qualification for European competition next season if Ukrainian clubs are able to take part. The league's decision must be approved by the Ukrainian Soccer Association, which must submit competition entries to UEFA by early June. That includes two places in the next Champions League. The Ukrainian League champion was due to enter the qualifying rounds in the playoffs in August, needing to beat one opponent to advance to the group stage. And that wraps up another edition of the sunny side of sports. Sunny will be back tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Douglas Mpuga, and that's the sunny side of sports.
4: V.O.A. brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From Bubu music to hip live, bonga flavor to succoose, afrobeat to Dumbolo and makosa to kwaito. The African beat on V.O.A. has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 0905 and 2005 UTC, right after the Internet.